Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. What's up, everyone? This is Jamie and just had the chance to chat with a new friend of mine, Maddie J. Um, Maddie and I met at a uh, mastermind last week and in uh, Scottsdale and Maddie actually stayed in Scottsdale and still there hanging out. But, um, he's, uh, a ton of energy, super personable. We walked through some of the business challenges he's had, some of the, um, challenges he's had with, uh, making money and getting kicked out of his house and, um, kicked out of school or at least suspended in school and, um, how he's pivoted and how he's humbled himself and really became has become a an expert in the several different spaces uh, one being uh car rental he's he's made a ton of money from renting cars and he's got i think he said a fleet of 57 cars that he's currently renting out but what he's more passionate about is the online space um licensing and uh, websites and building processes and documenting his processes and coaching uh businesses and and um working with entrepreneurs and, you know, we go into a lot of different topics, um, talk about the importance of humility, the importance of mentors and coaches in many different aspects of your life, not just business coaches, um, the importance of family and that support system. He talks about the importance of his, his wife, um, in his life. And it's really a fascinating conversation. And I think you're going to get a, a lot of value from it. Thanks everyone. Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable. And former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm super excited today. To have a new friend of mine, Maddie J, on the show yes, with sir. us. Maddie, how are you doing today? 
blessed and productive. I'm still in my hotel, so I haven't seen the, the day of light yet, but we're on a Zoom call. going to have an amazing conversation. So There you go. I love it. So yeah, just for a slight context uh, for the listeners out there, uh, Maddie and I are in a mastermind together. And um, I just recently joined the group a few months ago, but, um, and uh, we met last week in, uh, in Scottsdale where Maddie still is. So what's the, what's the weather like out there? I didn't realize how 90 degrees weather will still feel good. I guess in Arizona is is dry heat. It feels amazing. There's so much to do out here. Everybody seems to be um, radiant and, and um, embraceive of, all my questions I'm asking about the specific city. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, and uh, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but, you know, most of us went out there and had a uh, a flight back booked um, back to our, our <laughs> home. And, uh, but uh, you, you stayed around. So what's the, what's the plan? The plan is experience more than what you experience. So I have never been to um, Arizona last year or the years before in my life but in the within the last six months i came to arizona four times for different conferences and masterminds so clearly that's a sign there's a sign that there's something that you need to realize in this specific location i can't be here for three days and be at the conference only and leave so i decided to stay i typically always get one-way tickets because i meet amazing people plans Changed so many times that I might as well book my flight when it's time to leave. There's pros <laughs> and cons it. to that. But <laughs> the benefits have always been, I've always received an ROI on making sure that I, I stay and book my flight whenever it's time to go. That's, I, I am not saying I couldn't get there mentally, but that <laughs> is so far from <laughs> how I operate. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. that is super cool. I, I, I That's awesome. So yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today, Maddie. Um, for the listeners out there, who are you, and and what are you up to besides hanging out in the in the Scottsdale? Area? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm CEO Maddie J. The CEO is active. It stands for Create Every Opportunity. I'm really big on identifying opportunities and embracing them and squeezing all the juice out of the lemon. I'm also known as Mr. Document the Process because I'm really big on systems, structure frameworks so i document everything so i can be able to show that i can tell and i'm notably known for recently creating a car rental program teaching people how to rent out their cars how to create cash flow from vehicles my passion is centered around hosting bible studies educating myself and sharing that education with others when it comes to spiritual development and one of the things I love within all the things I do is communication with other human beings, interaction with other human beings, understand their experiences, stories, things I can learn from them so I can elevate my life as well. Hmm. So that's what I do. Um, my services include creating courses for people, website development, marketing and branding, so much when it comes to business development. But today we're here to talk about adversities. So when yes. people talk about the good things, but do they talk about the challenges? That's Not exactly so right. So very briefly, but, but since you are known for the the Turo thing, uh, and I know you were on the uh, recently on the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, so people <laughs> can go check that out if they want to get into the weeds a little bit more on how right. that 
part of your business operates. Can you speak to that just briefly, how, how that works? Yeah, for sure. So Turo is a platform that allows people to list their vehicles and get access to a marketplace of individuals who want to rent that vehicle for either a day, weeks, months at a time. And it's basically real estate on wheels. And the beautiful thing about marketplaces like Turo is they provide a lot of the resources so you can get started immediately. They provide protection plans. They provide the clientele. They provide a CRM system. All the things that allow you to get started rather quickly. But I also teach people how to rent your cars outside of the platform as well, just in case you had those resources or you plan on developing those resources yourself. And I'm talking about the fundamentals how to protect your car, how to find the right cars, how to make sure you're operating and managing your vehicles the right way, how to make sure you're getting consistent clients and booking, how to make sure, how to make sure, how to make sure on the fundamental level to turn your liabilities on wheels to assets making deals. Love it. So yeah, we won't spend too much more time on this, but just briefly, what what does a case study look like? Just give me one example of how one car, how it would work with one car. My favorite case study is actually by God's grace mine. First month, I was driving my underutilized Tesla Model S because I live in a city where I don't really have to drive anywhere. Everything's there where I live. My car was just sitting. I'm paying $1,200 a month on a vehicle that I'm driving once a week. It wasn't making any sense. So in order to subsidize my car note costs, Mm -hmm. I was looking for opportunities to be able to share my vehicle. And Turo was the was the platform. Mm-hmm. I literally uploaded my vehicle on a Friday night. It got booked within an hour for about a hundred dollars a day. She booked it for one day. I left it with, with about eighty dollars, and the experience was amazing. It was simple because I didn't have an emotional attachment to the vehicle. I did a little bit of research. I was confident enough to run the play, and I got my car back. I said, "Oh, this is simple." I did it again. Long story short, at the end of the month, I was able to net profit $970 from that one vehicle that was actually pulling $1,200 out of my pocket every month. It was putting money in my pocket now. Wow, that is awesome. Amazing situation. That's so cool. And I know you then later scaled to what, right. I don't know, tens, 30, some some cars. Right. From three time. to five to 33, <laughs> now 57. Wow. 57? Wow. Yes, that is, that's awesome. So, okay. So yeah, that's a, you know, we'll have to have you back on the show again to, to dive into that. Um, so, but yeah, so like you said already, we are here to chat about overcoming adversity, getting through adversity. And uh, obviously everyone's story is different with regard to what that adversity may look, may have looked like or, and, and what your abundance may look like on the other side. Where do you want to start off? I mean, my first, when it comes to entrepreneurship, my first opportunities to generate income was selling candy in high school. 2005, I had a love for sweets and me asking my father for money was stressful. Every time I asked my dad for money, it always was uh, coupled with, did you wash my car? Did you do your chores? I was tired of it. So I said, let me figure out a way to get my candy on my own. I'm not going to steal candy from the liquor store or ask from anybody else. Let me figure out my own way that's sustainable to make sure I can get my candy and generate some income on the side. So by God's grace, 
there was a Smart and Final right across the street from my house. Smart and Final is like a Costco. They sell okay. wholesale goods. So they were selling Airhead boxes, which is my, my favorite candy. <laughs> Airhead boxes uh, for $26. About 50 Airheads, I believe, were in the box for $7. And I'll buy the $7 pack of Airheads and sell mm. each Airhead for 50 cents. Right? I was making anywhere from depending on what deals I was doing with people, I was making $26 a day selling these boxes of airheads. And not only was I able to eat the candy, but I was also able to fund my, my, my addiction to candy. <laughs> I was able to have extra money on the side. Not only was there an income benefit, but also it raised my influence in the school. I became an asset of value in the school to the point where I received the moniker named the candy man. <laughs> oh, that's the candy man, man. That's the person you can go to whenever you need candy and raise my influence. And in high school, nice. influence and clout is huge. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. That's one of the Absolutely. currencies in, the, in that specific space. Sure. So because my influence was high, I built a lot of relationships. I got a lot of benefits of getting things that I need, other resources that I needed um, and that I wanted and things of that nature. But the question was, what was the real challenge? Because it sounded all good and dandy selling candy. The right. challenge was, the first challenge I ran into was the fact that me selling candy in high school actually became a disturbance. Everybody would bombard me during class <laughs> when we're supposed to be learning for candy. Right. And because it became a disturbance, the teachers started to report me to the dean. Dean called me in the office and said, I can't sell candy anymore. Think about this. All these benefits. And now that me selling candy is now my identity. Candy man. <laughs> and because it's my identity, <laughs> I'm trying to hold on to this, even though yeah. this didn't think if you sell this candy, we're going to suspend you. I did not know what to do at all. So that was my first ever challenge yeah. in entrepreneurship. So your income and your impact, your influence and your identity are all in question <laughs> at that point. Right. Uh, gotcha. So how, how did you handle that? Man. So first I had to ask myself, what was the reason why they just wanted to stop me selling candy? Obviously, the first reason was it was disturbing their peace. Right. And the flow of education. And the second reason was they also sell candy at <laughs> lunch <laughs> and recess. So I'm now a conflict of interest mm. of selling candy on their property. But even though I understood that aspect, it still, I didn't have another solution. Mm -hmm. So, right. I found different ways to sneak selling candy. <laughs> <laughs> I tried my best to not sell candy during class. I'll let everybody do not ask me for for candy during class. Only right. as during lunchtime, recess, before school, after school. Right. However, people want their candy when they want their candy. I yeah. end up getting caught selling candy in school. Got suspended. Told my dad. My dad. I got in trouble. That was my first. Uh, 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 citation, we can say, when it comes to the situation. But did I learn my lesson? No, because I still <laughs> haven't found a solution right. to what I wanted to do. Right. So I end up still selling candy. This is how they caught me the second time. I left my candy in my in my in my, in my gym locker during during physical education PE. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I came back to my locker and my stuff was stolen. <laughs> now I have to report. That something I'm not supposed to be selling contraband, <laughs> right? Been stolen, and now it's causing an issue. 
So I try to find my own solution and deal with my with myself and do my be do, be my own detective to find out who stole my candy. Mm-hmm. I end up finding out who stole my candy, and it turned into an altercation that got the attention of the dean. And of course, why are you guys fighting? Got brought up. <laughs> they st- <laughs> oh, so you're stealing candy now? Still, huh? <laughs> just maybe. So you, oh, okay. for, for, so it sounds like you've had an entrepreneurial, uh, you know, um, you, you lean that way for quite quite some time. You've definitely been a resourceful, uh, right. resourceful entrepreneur. So how about uh, beyond high school? Have you faced, uh, I know we've all faced, you know, whether it's financial or health or relationship, um, any other major uh, periods of adversity you've, you've been, you've had to go Man, through? So many points. Every business I've been able to start and be a part of literally dozens of businesses. And every, as we know, every business has some type of challenge issue that you have to embrace, overcome. Sure, yep. So after high school, I got into the fact that I love going to parties. I love dancing. And I was loving the attention I was getting from being the life of the party. <laughs> so I was always constantly going to parties. However, the parties I was going to was an hour away in the city where I lived in the suburbs. So I had to figure out ways to commute to this place. And I was getting home very late, became an issue. However, I got to the point where I was so I was going to these parties all the time that the promoters were then asking me if I wanted to be an official promoter that can get paid. Mm-hmm. Now it became it turned my passion into profit mm-hmm. by finding a way that I can get paid for something that I enjoy. And because I was a people person, everybody knew, knew who I was. Getting mm-hmm. people to come to the parties with me was already my flow. But now I'm mm-hmm. getting paid for it. So that was the beautiful situation about that. However, because I was going to these parties and coming late all the time, my dad kicked me out the house. Ooh. Fairly. Because <laughs> I was coming home. My dad asked me if I was doing drugs. I was coming home. My black, my eye, I don't do drugs or drink or uh-huh. anything like that. Yeah. But because the commute, I'll come home three, four o'clock in the morning, super tired. I would look strung out, I look crazy. <laughs> and my dad was like, I'm not being a good example for my brother. Right. And I understood. Yep. My dad said, make a decision. You can stay here right. and stop right. or you can leave. Right. I opted in to leave it, okay. which now caused me to realize that I need now have to have bills. The money I was making, I didn't have any bills. I was living my life. <laughs> no phone bill, no house bill, nothing. All the money, $600 a week was a game changer. However, now that I'm moving out the house, I now need to find an apartment place to live. My bills skyrocketed. And now the money I was making before wasn't wasn't doing any service to me. So this is what ended up happening. My immature self, arrogant self, start blaming the promoters mm-hmm. for not paying me my value. In my head, I'm bringing all these people to the party. I'm the wife of the party. I'm the one. Y'all need to pay me more. Right. <laughs> Now, because my personal situation changed, I'm right. not putting it on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. That's exactly my wife and I are kind of going through a little bit of personal uh, budgeting, you know, family budgeting recently, which who who enjoys doing that? I, I definitely don't. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was joking with her, hey, because she's got a job. And I was said last night, um, I said, you need to you need to ask for a raise. Just tell them that, um, you know. It's not that you're adding more value to the company. It's that you, you and your husband have done a terrible job of uh, personal finance. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding, but like I get, it's the same concept. It's like just because Maddie's right. situation changed, your promoters need to pay you more. You know, not that you're adding more value to the to the situation, but that's funny. So, so then, then what happened? Were you able to get them to pay you more? Or how did Man, that 
The answer was uh, definitely no. Um, so, of course, I, I developed animosity towards them because of my, my lack of accountability of the situation. So, of course, naturally, when somebody isn't getting paid what they want, they try to do it themselves. So I'm throwing my own parties. If I'm the one that's... I'm not a business person. I'm good at marketing, promotion. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. business infrastructure back end, I had no experience at mm. all. And how, how old were you at this point, approximately? 1920. Okay. Yeah, this was Got it. around 2009, 2010. I'm born in 1990. So I was telling myself, I can do this. I can start my own parties. I didn't realize how difficult <laughs> it's not like it's not possible. How difficult it was to source sure. the venues, negotiate contracts with the venue owners, negotiate the bar deals, find the security, negotiate prices for find the DJ, manage the bar, t- manage all these different things and you know, the <laughs> moving parts that allowed them. All I saw was a front end. People coming in, have a good time going home, getting a yeah. check, going home. Did sure. not have any, any humility and understanding what it all takes to run this actual operation on the mm-hmm. back end. So even though my parties were amazing on the front end, the back end, I was so right. stressed out that I said, I need to humble myself and go back to the position that truly brought me joy, happiness, mm-hmm. and peace. And that's what I did. Okay. I went back to promoting as a promoter versus the party owner, the, the lead produ- yeah. producer. Okay. But this is the part that I still had to challenge on. I still wasn't making and getting paid the money I need to get paid. So by right. God's grace, I tapped into some of the skills that I developed over the years, which is graphic design. I realized a lot of these party promoters, they need graphic flyers twice, sometimes twice a day. They're throwing three parties a day, seven days a week. They need a graphic designer. Why not get the services for me? So I ended up doing the graphics and the flyers for all these party promoters charging $70 a day. And I was making way more money doing the flyers for the parties than actually promoting the parties themselves. Yeah, I love it. So, so you're willing to be humbled a little bit and take on some more <laughs> humility, but also look to solve problems and bring bring your passion to those and your experience to to solving those problems. And then eventually you get rewarded monetarily for that. Um, and so, okay, so then bring us up through, I know it's a, it's a long period of time, but from 20 to to today what what's okay. uh what's that look like from an adversity standpoint right so because i was i became a graphic designer i ended up becoming a web developer i'm now offering my services to other business owners right and these business owners that were paying me for a website fly whatever the case may be i got to see their back end of what they really mm. needed help with mm. They're okay. paying me $2,500 to develop a website and make your website look good. But I'm realizing this is not the reason why your business is struggling. Your business is struggling not because you don't have a fancy website. It's because you don't have customer service, inventory management, fulfillment protocol. You don't have any of these things on the back end. So now I'm transitioning from becoming a graphic and web developer to a business consultant. Hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. And the challenge was... I've never been a big business consultant before. Yeah, so that's I what I was going to ask. The, <laughs> I didn't have the status, authority, yeah. case studies, any of these things. So a lot of things I was sharing were going in one ear, out the other. Even though they made logical sense, I'm very analytical sure. and observant. I don't have to necessarily experience something for it for me to identify its fundamental principles. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't being clearly communicated by my, mm-hmm. on my part mm-hmm. to the my, my clients at this time. 
So I decided to start my own business in e-commerce, which was a clothing line. And again, I got tapped into the fact that I was really good at marketing, but not managing the back end mm. business. So I, I, got, I ran into the situation where I was getting thousands of orders, but I did not know how to fulfill these orders at the same speed. So I was getting late, late orders, shipping late orders, complaints. Maddie, I ordered my package three days ago. Where is it at? It was getting real overwhelming and crazy. Mm-hmm. And by God's grace, that situation prompted me to look for a mentor and coach mm. that changed the game for me. Okay. Put me on to, yeah. Yeah, let's dive, let's dive into that because that's uh, it sounds like that's how you experienced a lot of a lot of growth. How did you yeah, find your sure. how did you find your mentor and how did that relationship help you personally? So my mentor, Jason McGill, he was a Marine, um, very nice. tied into corporate structure, um, Simi Valley. Um, the tech world, he understood that world and was very, uh, knowledgeable about all these systems and startups that were coming into the, in the game. Now, now, how did you meet him or how'd you come across his name? So he was a, he was offering services to one of my business partners in the party world. Okay. He was offering marketing services for him and he real he realized my value and said, I think you need some help. <laughs> so he introduced me to a lot of CRM systems that help mm-hmm. me manage things, inventory, all these systems and SaaS services that I didn't know it even existed. He mm-hmm. started letting me know, if you want to do task management, here's a company called Asana. If you want to mm-hmm. manage your e-commerce better, there's a company that just came out called Shopify. Here's, if you want to take accept payments, use, he was introducing me to all the systems that allow me to run my business so I can be on the front end like I really enjoy. Yeah, that's so awesome. As we're building the system, I'm starting to realize how much I love systemization. Mm-hmm. Okay. I loved it. I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> protocol SOP I fell in love with it and I fell in love with it so much that I got really really good at it so nice. again every challenge comes with a blessing as long as you endure to the end sure yeah absolutely so and and it sounds like you had no idea you would love systems like that um at all so one door opens up another and opens up another and then you uh find new passions and find new skills um it sounds like so so how did that mentorship go and and then uh are you still working with him or was that like a absolutely okay. a lifelong par- partnership so i believe there's a difference between a mentor coach and trainer mm-hmm. typically my coaches they provide me information they, they help yeah. structure the plays for the game sure they, right they draw up the play and they give it to me my trainers they help me develop the skills so i can execute the play that the coach gave me yeah. But a lot of people don't realize the mentors, they actually provide emotional support. Mm. The emotional support is what I was missing. When I was going through all these trials and tribulations, I needed to go to somebody I trusted that has already been through this process or similar process and sharing their mm-hmm. experience with me to motivate me, inspire me to keep moving forward. And that's what that's what my mentor, Jason McGill, and all mm-hmm. my other mentors have been providing for me um, when it comes to the development of my personal and my business life. So and it's been a game changer. No, that's really good. So you've taken on a lot more mentors and coaches over the years. Sounds absolutely. Like. Any department in my life, whether it's fitness, health, and appearance, whether it's my career, business, finances, investments, whether it's my experiential experiences, mm-hmm. whether it's my family relationships, philanthropy, personal development, mindset. I have somebody who's mm-hmm. high level 
experience mm-hmm. in those categories that helps me take it to the next level. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's and that's that really speaks to just so last week when we went to this this uh event in Scottsdale for this mastermind for my business short term, I probably should have been at it's called IMN, it was a non-performing uh note and servicing event. Yeah, I told you it, short term it, it it would have been smarter for me to for my business to go to that. And but instead I went to this mastermind um with you through Wealth Without Wall Street. And they, you know, there's a health coach and it's much more well-rounded. I started to get input from all kinds of different angles, experts in a lot of different fields. And um, it was a nice refresher uh, and reminder to me that there's more to life than my little business. <laughs> you know, and uh, there's more to, you know, it's just family and health and everything. And and the spiritual side of things is is very important as well. Um Absolutely. So that's awesome. And I, you know, I think that's a something I need to personally continue to do is, is not be stingy on the uh mentorship. <laughs> and it's not that I think I know everything in all those areas. It's just, you know, is the value there? And um, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with shelling out, writing a check to somebody mm-hmm. in the area, that kind of thing. So I'm working on it, but I can already see the value. And and when I have these conversations with with successful entrepreneurs like yourself. So many of them say the same thing is that they've they've humbled themselves and realized that hey I can fast track my success in right. this area versus and this area and this right. area by you know by uh, by gathering that information and, and right. kind of you know learning from others. So I mean, we do need each other. It's not a <laughs> it's it's very That's easy right. in this this new world where we're, everything's digital and everything's uh, online. It's very easy to get stay isolated. Um, but, uh, anyway, I'll stop rambling. <laughs> so that, uh, so, so then, uh, kind of what were the last few years like, and then bring us up through today, man, it's, the last three years of my life, especially during COVID has actually been the biggest trajectory in heights and success simply because during COVID as an educator and consultant, mm-hmm. During COVID, a lot of people had time to reflect on Mm -hmm. themselves, Mm -hmm. realize that the path that they're currently in may not be the most effective and efficient. And in order to grow, they need information to change their situation. Mm -hmm. So more people, I'm talking about hundreds of thousands, probably the millions of people were more interested in investing in information, education, Mm -hmm. joining Mm -hmm. communities, programs, mentorships, things of that nature. Because that's the only way to, to, to grow. Sure. <laughs> that's the only way to grow. And because I was already positioned mm. with authority to say, look, I have all these how-to guides. I have all these resources. I have all these um, blogs and tools that can help you take your brand and business and personal life to the next level. Mm-hmm. Why don't you rock with me? <laughs> and by God's grace, I didn't have to do too much of a hard sell because I don't actually like selling from the front front end i like uh-huh. providing a lot of free value and then yeah. having them ask me well how can i take it to the next level what services can i pay for i really like that flow way better sure so one of the most attractive offers that i had was the car rentals me okay. driving my lamborghinis my my ferraris my bmw ih all these fancy sports cars were very attractive to people to ask yo how are you getting all these cars how are you driving these cars and they're asking all these questions. And because I've already documented the how-tos, 
I was able to easily turn my documentation into a course creation mm -hmm. that can help people follow the same model that I follow to get to where I am in that specific space. And right. people were so intrigued by the story that everybody was inviting me to different podcasts, interviews, stages, yeah. and I started to expand my network very greatly. Not just my network, but my income as well. That's awesome. Is this kind of the, the Gary V model in a way? Is just documenting yeah, everything? Yeah, right hook. <laughs> there you go. Because you're already doing it anyway. You may as well document it and then uh, turn the story itself into something that can you can benefit from, but others can as well. Um, so that, sure. that's awesome. So, okay. So I'm going to fire off uh, some questions here. Okay. What's one thing that people misunderstand about you? That I am a robot. <laughs> Sometimes when you're super analytical, they think that you don't have as emo as much an emotion and yeah. care as some people. Yeah. I can so, relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that perspective, me understanding that that people have this perspective is understandable. It's 100 understandable. So sure. I've done more to communicate um, my personality type, my character, the reasons why, my intentions better with people so we can all have a mutual understanding and make sure we get to the same destination together. So that's one thing for it. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Is that that's awesome. Um, if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would it be and why? It would definitely be with, because my faith, Christ, I believe God came to this earth in the flesh with the name Jesus. Having that conversation has to be would have to be the most impactful conversation on this earth. Um, simply because even me not meeting him has been the most impactful. So in person, yeah. um, of course, spiritually we we have that those type of relationship, but physically being able to say and experience that, I think for sure it will have sure. a different type of impact. Absolutely. All right. If you were given ten million dollars tomorrow, what would you do with it? $10 million play. So by God's grace, <laughs> um, I've been able to cash flow uh, a, a generous amount of money per month. And right now, I can just tell you how I'm spending my money currently. Yeah, okay, so right, perfect. Right now, how I'm spending my money currently is um, experiences. Um, for the first 20 years of my entrepreneurship life, I've been in my office working. I didn't really have any urge or care or interest to go to restaurants, to go to hotels and travel and experience the country in this world at all. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just within these last two years mm -hmm. that me and my wife have mm -hmm. been visiting, going to different restaurants and really, which is why we're in Scottsdale today. Yeah. Five years That's ago, awesome. I would not be in Scottsdale after a conference. I go right back home and get back to work. But yeah. because of the freedom that I've been able to, by God's grace, develop. And yeah. my expansion of um, benefits of the experiences that I need to be a part of, that's one of the biggest things that I've been spending my, my income on. I love it. It's awesome. So you know you don't have to get into specific numbers, of course, but percentage-wise, approximately, you know, how does your income break down? Just approximately. In, in other words, what I'm asking is, you know, from a, is is it most of it from a, your courses you've made, or from, yeah. from your car re car rental business, or from website stuff, or just approximately? How does that break down? Ninety percent of my income comes from my digital products, my IP, intellectual property, from either licensing my content, selling the content one to one, group coaching, um, speaking on stage, 
different affiliate programs that I'll be part of, mm-hmm. recommending different services I use. The digital aspect, 90% mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. The other 10% comes from my uh, my course development services, where I'm actually actively helping somebody develop mm-hmm. their digital products. Got and it. yeah, so that's, that's basically a breakdown. Okay. And the beautiful yeah, thing that's... about my service is that it has a 90% plus profit margin. My my expenses for the month for my digital products was fifty eight hundred dollars for the year. Excuse me for the year. For the fifty eight hundred dollars grossing. <laughs> yeah, the gross was crazy <laughs> last year. It was just that's, a mind boggling. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. That's awesome. Nice, nice work. Um, Thanks to God. Yeah. Well, you. It, does sound like you've been blessed, um, which is awesome. <laughs> I think I think you've had something to do with it too. But but um, man, thanks, right. I'm just, that's a tool. <laughs> if you had to if you had to pick one meal to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? No, for sure, without a doubt, be grilled cheese sandwiches. I've asked grilled myself cheese. this question already. Okay. Yeah, grilled cheese sandwiches. I love grilled cheese sandwiches. Just like white bread, or you know, just sourdough white bread. Nice. Uh, mainly, yeah, those mainly. Okay, love it. And I'm I'm bouncing around here with some rapid fire questions. Yeah. Um, what is one challenge that you're facing in your in your business right now? One challenge is I made a list of some of the services I need help with. So I created a document. A lot of people ask, "What can I help you with?" A lot of times, mm-hmm. I don't have an immediate answer for them. So mm-hmm. I actually created a document that literally listed all the things I need help with. I wouldn't consider a full a full out challenge. I look at it more as an opportunity mm-hmm. because I'm very happy and peaceful at where I'm at right now when mm-hmm. it comes to business. Mm-hmm. But I do realize that there's room for growth and impact for others. Mm-hmm. Right? I can stop working for the rest of my life right now. However, mm-hmm. that means that I'm only caring about myself. Mm-hmm. So I realized that the opportunities that were missing was creating more content. If you go okay. to my Instagram page, I really don't create the content, the amount of content that Greg Reed told me I got to be posted three, four, five times a day. To really take it to the next level. Right. So I need to sit down with a content producer to help mm-hmm. me create this content. Because I have it written out, but not in video mm-hmm. form, not in the form of YouTube, TikTok, slide, all those good stuff. So mm-hmm. it can be distributed um, consistently. Got it. Right? That makes so sense. So that's one of the challenges I'm working on right now. Yeah. And it's not a matter of what I need to do. It's who's going to help me. Uh, and that gets to the the who, not how. Uh, and Sullivan. For sure. Exactly. I love it. What what is your biggest where's your biggest following as far as which platform? You it's definitely on Instagram. For sure. Instagram. On Instagram. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um what would you say is one personality trait that someone needs um to be successful in entrepreneurship or business? Um for me, accountability and humility. So I think humility allows you to always be open to receive new resources, um, to level up, to build relationships. I think it stems there. Mm-hmm. As far as um, other personality traits is um, having the character to always self-evaluate. Because a lot of the things that we do is based off of our confidence level and how we value ourselves. So mm-hmm. if we value ourselves highly because we've been able to reflect, mm-hmm. we'll be able to walk in rooms and get more opportunities. So, um, so take your business, your personal life to the next level. Yeah, I love it. It's really good. Um, what's one business or occupation you'd like to try in the future? Man, so 
as of recent, <laughs> one of the jobs I would love to have is a corporate position in marketing, a CMO of some type of business. I've been working as an individual, sole proprietor, mm-hmm. my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I've since you were had, selling candy. Right. In high I never had, I actually <laughs> had one, one job at Charlotte Roots and the mall. And that was actually my only attempt to s- supplement my income during the promotion phase mm, to make some yep. money. That was my only attempt. And I, I was only there for two weeks because I had to work at 6 a.m., but I was leaving the club at 3 a.m. Huh. It didn't make sense. Right. <laughs> so I, that, that get, got out the window. So, But from then on, I've never had a corporate job. I would love to work within a corporate structure. You, you really think you provide value? You, Absolutely. Without a doubt. I have no problem working for somebody <laughs> else. Okay. At all. And when you, when you tell them, no, I can't come back to the office because I decided to stay in Scottsdale. <laughs> oh, man. That's another thing. You get what you negotiate. So me, because I self-evaluate a lot, I know yeah. exactly what brings me happiness, joy, and peace. And when it's time to do the contract, I need to communicate those things and manage those expectations up front. I'm not going to just sure. do a deal with anybody. I want to make sure right. it's still Absolutely. aligned with the things that bring me happiness. Perfect. Now, when you self-evaluate, is that structured or is that kind of... 100% structured. 100%. Really? So yes, is that like da- daily or how, do, how does that work? I do it on a daily basis. Um, there's no specific time. So mm-hmm. I have a, a framework called Splash. Okay. Where I'm documenting my story, my life story, my likes and dislikes, my abilities, my scares, my habits, my environment, and lastly, the D, the declaration of my purpose and core values. I'm always looking at this document. And the reason why I'm always looking at this document is because I'm always teaching from it. <laughs> I'm helping other people, which is actually helping me as well. Sure. So it's a constant... Um, there's constant iterations and development optimizations to my specific splashed exercises. Hmm. So that's that's one of the things I do when it comes to making sure that I'm always self-evaluating and writing down my my realizations. That's really good. I'm glad I asked that one. That was that was the that was some gold right there. Um, <laughs> what's a book or two that you'd recommend for my audience? So I'm really big on recommending books that are aligned with people's goals, their current goals. So it all depends. So what I would do is I'll share the book that I'm reading right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, sharing that I don't really like selling. Right. I do creative selling. I don't do front end, buy my book, selling. So for those listening However, on audio, I, the, the book is called High Ticket Selling. Yeah. Right? High Ticket Selling by my man, Dan Henry. Nice. He's, a, he's crucial when it comes to, um, of course, high ticket sales and selling his digital products. He gave me his book at the conference that I was in in Orlando. And it was only 60 pages. So it was easy to consume. I love the mm-hmm. style of the writing. So I read it in literally an hour. So impactful that it inspired me to create my own book. <laughs> All the skills that I've developed, I can create 10 of these very quickly. Because I didn't realize how impactful a, this type of book actually has. And what type of authority that I, I raised him to for mm-hmm. so much impact he had in my life. But That's just awesome. reading this book in an hour. Nice. So, so many realizations. I pulled out What's the name book. of your book? It's going to be called Document the Process. Okay. Love yeah, it. Document the Process, because that's what I'm good at. I'm good at documenting my story and showing the glory um, behind the things I've experienced. That's awesome. Sure. Um, what's one question that you wish I'd asked, but I haven't asked? Um, something about family, maybe. Okay. What, what? That's one of the biggest realizations. 
Um, one of the biggest things that propelled my success and allowed me to overcome any challenge um, and allow me to pivot was the fact that I had a support system in very close proximity, which is my wife. My wife is not a hindrance. I remember when I first got married, people were telling me that the ring I was going to get is called a, a suffering and that <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be <laughs> like all these things that, that scared yeah. me. But if you have the right mindset and realize that this is your suitable partner, your the best help that you will ever get in your life forever, mm-hmm. you'll have a different mindset and strategy to make sure you tackle these things in unity. And that yeah. has been my biggest, my biggest asset in my world is my wife. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember you answering a question uh, at the Mastermind uh, last week about uh, the best deal you've ever done. And yeah, for sure, for sure, without a doubt. Without, in my culture, young black millennials, they don't value the family system because they never really, a lot of them never have that experience themselves. Sure. So they go on this domino effect of doing the wrong things over and over and complaining about the results. I think one of the biggest hacks, especially somebody my age and my um, stature and experience, the best hack is to find a wife, to find a husband that's suitable, that has the same goals and destination. That's really good. Um, I mean, you're clearly you know, a leader and have a ton of impact in a positive way. And you're not only your kind of neck of the woods or your niche, but clearly your, your audience is expanding. And, um, I love that, uh, just how intentional you are about having that positive impact and mindset. And yeah, it's awesome. So speaking of that, what's, uh, beyond what you've already talked about, how do you like to, to serve others? So I like to serve people at their fundamental foundation. A lot of people come to me for marketing help or come for me, come to me for some things that they think they know, but I like to draw them back to what I believe they need versus what they want. And it goes mm-hmm. back to that splash assessment. You have to self-evaluate. One of the greatest, like I said, one of the greatest assets that you can ever have is your intellectual property. And one thing that you absolutely own without a doubt is your experience, is your story. And if you mm-hmm. don't document that story, Mm-hmm. You don't get to know yourself, you don't get to grow yourself, and you don't get to create the impact that you could on other mm-hmm. people's lives that actually increases your income and influence. Everybody today can document what they did in their life and share that story with somebody and instantly raise their value in this world. So you have a conversation with them to try to figure out what they actually need versus what they think they need? Always, Is that, okay. always, always, always. Love I like that. to get the root. Yeah, because uh, uh, Sharon, who's uh, one of the the leaders of our the mastermind group, yeah, Sharon, yeah, he he, he mentioned uh, the other day. Um, hope hopefully he doesn't mind me <laughs> saying this, but he mentioned the other day that uh, a lot of times people will try to bring him into a you know a business opportunity or partnership, and they think they want a check from him. You know, they think they want, and then he'll say, "Well, if I write you a check for a hundred grand, what are you going to do with it?" and Oh, I'm going to go hire this marketing person. And he's like, but I can probably solve your marketing problem myself much, much quicker and much less expensive than you pay me the hundred grand. <laughs> exactly. So it's like they don't you don't always know what you want, I guess. So through those conversations right. and that self-evaluation, like you're talking about, um, that's you, you can be a lot more effective and efficient with your time. And Absolutely. You know, I love that. Um Anything else you want to hit on before we wrap up here, Maddie? That's it. Emphasizing, of course, the importance of mentorship, 
coaching, joining the community, having a trainer, and making sure that you're receiving not just business support, plays, direction, but emotional support as well, and making yeah. sure you're expanding your network. And that's what we've been able to experience with a, a passive income um, mastermind, expansion yeah. of network and ideas. Absolutely. So good. This is, this has been really good. Um, Maddie J, where can our listeners find you online? Man, I'm primarily on Instagram. And from Instagram, it channels you to anything that I offer in this world. So my Instagram is at sign CEO Maddie J, M A T T Y J. I do have a lot of fake profiles that you use in the world. <laughs> uh, my yeah. real page should be the first one at the top. And that's the best way to contact me, communicate with me, so we can get tapped in and wrapped in. There, I love it. That, that's how you know you've made it when you have fake Twitter and fake Instagram accounts. <laughs> that's when they, you know you're big time. <laughs> you know what it is? They found an opportunity in the fact that I don't sell on the front end. So now they're mm. selling all the people that follow me services that I'm not selling them on the front end. Yeah, Mark Podolsky. Mark Podolsky was talking about how his uh, he has a fake account and then he reported it and then Instagram took down his account, the real that's one. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, awesome, my friend. I really appreciate you joining us. This has been fantastic. I, I I know for sure people are gonna get get a ton of value out of this. And Amen. I mean, yeah, I really appreciate it. I know uh, I recommend people reach out to you, and um, they're gonna get a ton of uh, bang for their buck. So, Amen. thanks a lot, Maddie. Really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you for inviting me, man. Thank you so much for having a platform that allows us to talk about these things. Absolutely. And to our listeners out there, thanks for spending your most valuable resource with us. And that's your time. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, inspiring stories of mental, physical, and financial transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.